Hello and welcome to the Cuff Pants Podcast. I'm your host, Jack Denny, with my co-host, Noah no Main. <laughs> What's up? Uh, Noah, Noah and I are Chapman students. We met each other freshman year because we both had George Greeno shirts on on one of the orientation days and we thought it was pretty classic. Uh, we've surfed together ever since. He's a really good friend of mine. And yeah, this podcast is about uh, interviewing surfers, people in the surf industry. Um, the premise behind the name, of course, is that people who surf, people who don't surf, skate, people who think they surf, uh, cuff their pants because they are either a poser or they think it's cool. And so Noah and I both cuff our pants. Uh, so that's kind of why it was a perfect name for this podcast what do you think noah i agree yeah i've always i mean ever since i discovered the surf skate culture i'd like oh those guys cuff their pants i'm in i'm doing it too yeah so um yeah anyway so we're gonna get to our guest for today um really good friend of mine kevin skavarna he's on the wsl longboard world tour uh, he has some great sponsors under his belt, which we'll talk about in the future. I've known him since we were doing Oceanside Longboard Surfing Club contest together with our good friend Kai Takayama. And he also did JGs with me as a kid, and now we work together at OC Lifeguard. So, Kevin, could you introduce yourself? Yeah. Kind of say what's up. What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. <laughs> I'm going to try to not sound as weird as possible on this thing. But, Excellent. Um, but thanks for having me, and I uh, appreciate you bringing me down here and talking about surfing and I'm pretty knowledgeable I guess and comfortable doing this and it's cool <laughs> Jack for well, a long time and it's all good yeah we're stoked to have it. you yeah, yeah this will be cool um so first question right off the bat uh we're gonna ask this in every podcast we do so uh do you cuff your pants and I can see as you're wearing your vans and your socks that yeah I you do, do. Cuff pants um <laughs> I'd say it's more because I'm a short, stocky guy with big thighs, and my pants are always long because I have a wide waist. So flood warning. They're always got a flood warning. Usually, <laughs> always got them two cuffs up. Do you cuff shorts? No. I think that's super lame. Yeah, we'll leave that to the pastel colored. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, you just got back from Noosa. Yeah. Uh, you had the Noosa event. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about past Noosa events. How was this event this year? Yeah, so I just got back from Noosa Heads Australia. Um, it was a really good event, and it was a really great time with friends uh, that I travel with, and we all room together, and it's a really good experience that I will remember forever. Yeah, so like life on tour, you're traveling with the south like south african crew right like that's your my crew that i travel with is steven sawyer the current longboard world champion sam christensen from durban rory penhaishing who's from taiwan is best best surfer in taiwan right now um and then steven's manager jack who's managing his music and then agnes who Agnes is a woman who takes care of us when we go on tour. She she's insane. She has a house in Taiwan, and that's where originally we met her like three years ago. 
and now she's trying to become a judge in Taiwan and really just wants to know more about surfing and surf culture and she's been traveling with us to contests ever since and that's rad it's really hospitable and takes care of us it's like a mother figure to all of us when we're yeah. doing stuff on the road when so you're not with karen at home yeah, you're with agnes when i'm not with karen i'm with agnes and she takes care of us and it's really cool that's rad so um how'd you do this event and how have you done um, in past events so this event i made it to round three um wasn't my best best showing i don't think um who'd you go up against like top names that you think you surfed against like oh i had a heat with nick jones who's a multiple time um i think australian champion and he's uh he's a really good competitor and then there was some local australians and I believe his name was Dane Wilson, was from Australia. He's a really good competitor from there. Yeah. Um, and then I'm blanking on the, the fourth name. But they surf good. Yeah, and yeah. everyone surfs good. When you yeah. get to that level of competition, everyone's going to surf good. And it's hard. Heat you have, and so you really just got to try to focus up and do your best. Yeah, you for sure. You surf every heat like you want to win kind of deal. Yeah. Um, back to Stevie um Sawyer yeah um there's an article on Beach Grit which you actually texted me about when it happened um so what was the story behind the magic potion that uh Stevie drank before his yeah there's, final. There's, <laughs> the, the funny thing about us traveling together is that there's never a dull moment in our our not our, maybe not our theory, but our thought process and our, our slogan behind us all living together is nobody's having more fun than we are. Um, and we just kind of like to use that to remember that we're all young and we're all have these really great opportunities to travel and a lot of people take it super seriously. And we all know together collectively that we all want to win, but we also know we're going to have the most fun possible. Yeah, absolutely. Also being able to attain that. So yeah there's no one having more fun than us uh that that magic potion the magic potion happened on the finals day yeah the, it was the morning of yeah morning of of the world longboard championships in taiwan this last year and we we're driving to the venue and i had my headphones in I actually don't believe it was the, the finals day. I think it was actually the first day of men's competition. Oh, okay. Um, and I have my headphones in. We're in the van that Agnes lets us use while we're in Taiwan. Sick van, which is super <laughs> epic. We put all our boards in there. And we were just had music going. We are all just kind of getting in our own zone and stuff. Um, that's what we're really lucky to have is our little family unit lets us uh, really get in the zone for a contest and things like that. And... All of a sudden, I got a hit on the shoulder, like a punch. I took my headphones out. I was like, what? And it turns out that Steven drank my piss. <laughs> he, he, he didn't just drink my piss. He took, he, like, like, took two swigs. Just swigs of it. He, oh, yeah. my God. Um, in his thought process, you should, you should uh, put a little link to this beach grit. Yeah, for but, sure. But yeah, pretty much he's like, 
has an interview after one of his heats and he completely calls me out and says that <laughs> I shouldn't leave piss bottles in the van anymore. <laughs> um, and yeah, he, he's, he's a funny guy. So he was able to make a joke out of it and he still holds it over my head that he's going to get me back in some way. And I'm sure yeah. he is. That's classic. And then he won the event yeah. and won yeah, the world so, championship. So, so. Uh, along with that, I, I do claim a little bit. Um, my dad was telling me after the contest, he was like, you know, like, you know how when a baseball player, like, is super famous and they have a really great batting average, but there's a little asterisks under net under it that says they did steroids for a bunch of years <laughs> there should be a little asterisk next to his world title that, that he says, drank piss for years <laughs> he, he drank piss and that's the only reason he won yeah. <laughs> um, i'm not sure that's not the case but it could be he rips he rips yeah yeah for sure he's from jeffrey's base south africa lives on the point there his dad's a 50-year shaper shapes for Derek hine yeah and wow Really we gotta get the boys like you, me, Buttons, the whole squad to go and to. surf J Bay with Stevie. Cause Stevie's a cool dude. Stevie's he's a really guy. cool dude. Yeah. yeah. He's a really, really awesome guy who has taught me a lot. Yeah. A lot of different things. Yeah. So it's a it's a good friendship to have. Yeah. That's cool. How does being around those guys and like traveling with them like influence your surfing? It definitely uh, influences me a lot. I would say that we all have kind of different styles. Um, Steven, me, originally we didn't travel with Sam. Um, We originally traveled with my buddy David and Steven. Veedster. Veedster from Ter. I won't say his, I actually won't say his local break on him. Tamarack. Let's just say that. Yeah. That's his spot, and that's where he lives, and he's a really good surfer and has been an influence of mine for a long time. And originally, we started surfing and doing these contests, um, and we both made it on tour at the same time, um, and then didn't really work out with school and work and things like that for him, so he yeah. had to kind of pull himself away from that and focus um, more on the stuff, so he yeah. had to kind of pull himself away from that and focus um more on the stuff he's doing um he's a yoga getting his yoga surf certificate now and he's really into that and that's super cool um but they they've influenced me a lot the guys i stay with um steven sawyer is more of a high performance longboarder i would say um he can surf anything but i would say he's more of a high performance longboarder um and we kind of fuel off each other watching each other like what he's able to do on a longboard versus what I'm able to do and we kind of watch each other and learn and grow and try to better ourselves um in kind of our own facets of surfing and then Sam's a really good just all-around surfer from Durban South Africa he seemed like he started more on the high performance side and he's gone a lot more towards the loggy side Mm-hmm. Um, in the last year or two or three um, and then Penhigh Penhigh's our little grommet he's like mm-hmm. he's 6'2 but he's, he's <laughs> not our, so little yeah grommet. he's he's our not so <laughs> little grommet nicknamed Penhigh the guy because <laughs> we've just decided he's the guy like he's gonna go to the Olympics and 
we're gonna go watch him at the Olympics. Yeah, um, that's cool. He's the best roper in Taiwan. Yeah, there's no one who's gonna beat him. That's too. Everyone's like five four. Yeah, that's <laughs> sick. He's, he's a hammer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so it's it's really cool to watch everyone, and we bring a camera. Like I bring my own video camera to all these contests, and we switch off filming, and we all just go back to the house, have a beer, and watch stack the clips. Film for Great the day. Northern. Yeah. Have a great northern and just enjoy the fuel, the fuel, the carbon Not too loading many fuel. Northerns, but like a couple. Very good. Nice. So when you're traveling to these locations, it traveling with surfboards is a pain in the ass, and you guys got to travel with longboards. So yeah. Like, how's how do you go about that? Um, I've gotten really good at packing. Actually, my dad's gotten really good at packing. I I mean, I pack with him, um, and we do it together. But he takes over. But sometimes, I mean, the process, he, he's just perfected the process. We, we've we got these bags that are pretty nice, um, and we've added our own padding to them, and we've figured out ways to keep them light, but also super strong. And there you go. Yeah, it's it's definitely a mission. Um, if, you're, if you're making transfers through places... Um, brutal. Brutal, I yeah. did it in Oz. It was brutal. Yeah, if you go through Sydney or something. Oh my! I went horrible. through Brisbane to Melbourne, and I had to transfer, and I had to go all the way across the Brisbane Elp airport, like in the bus with my board bag, yeah. like hundred people bus, not hundred, but yeah, packed. And I was just standing in the front holding my boards. I had ten minutes to get to my flight. <laughs> you were that it was heavy. It was yeah. heavy. It was. Much, I've never you. sprinted like through an airport with the board back like that it was gnarly yeah pretty much you end up just being that guy at yeah. the airport um you're that guy when you need to rent a car you, you end up just being that guy right um just kind of inconveniencing people but more often than not it's like you're dealing with people who just don't notice you or have yeah, their headphones sure. in and yeah you're like trying to move a 10-foot board bag around through the <laughs> airport and people have no idea what's going on and, yeah yeah Honestly, it just kind of gets your forearms engaged. <laughs> <laughs> engaged. Um, well, sick. That's really cool. Um, you're taking like two, three boards to trips? Or? Yeah. Uh, yeah, pretty much. I, I've gone with three, mainly go with two. Yeah. It's easy um, with logs. Yeah, it's easier with logs. Yeah, because like on the tour, like... CT and QS like shortboard guys are bringing like six boards. Yeah, just, John John's bringing like three board bags yeah. full of like fifteen boards every event. Yeah, with all the other stuff he brings, that's got to be so expensive. Yeah, it's a little little different vibe, I would say. I haven't I haven't um, talked to too many guys who are on the CT about their situation and things like that, but it seems quite different. Yeah. It seems like we're in a different playing field. Exactly. Yeah. Um, well, Rad, to move on, you have some sick sponsors under your belt. Like, you are under some really cool names, uh, like Getting Board Shape from Ryan Engel and uh, yeah. CJ Nelson, right? He's shaping yeah. some boards for you. and. So your whole sponsor situation let's talk about that yeah and, let's, uh, let's do it um yeah I'm, I'm working with some really really interesting people right now uh, my main sponsor by far and the person who supports me the most um is cj nelson designs which is the company um run under cj nelson and mark nelson 
um, and Yusama Tomu. Um, and CJ is kind of your mentor, kind of. Like, yeah. he's that kind of figure to you, huh? Yeah, CJ, um, we've been working together for about three years now. Um, if you have a chance, you should go watch some of his longboarding. Because he lays it on rail. He's the, he's the premier longboarder in, in the world. Yeah. Um, the clips and movies he's been a part of and things like that are talk for themselves. Um, he's, I reckon, one of the best there ever was and maybe best there ever will be. So yeah. it's, a, it's a real honor and a great opportunity to be able to work with someone like that and have someone in your corner who supports you and thinks that you're worth it because I think uh, it can be hard getting sponsors and things like that and finding people who are willing to buy into what you're doing and feel that uh, you're worth it and things like that um, I think a lot of surfers who who are trying to like bring themselves to an, another level um, struggle with that a lot and I know I have in the past and it, it's really uh comforting knowing that there's someone like that in your corner that's willing to help you out so yeah it's a it's a great business model and they're uh they're producing the best boards in the world yeah guaranteed for sure um they're working with an inventor yusana tomu who's making boards out of japan um that's where the factory is they're doing Thunderbolt Technologies, which is... Sounds trippy. Yeah, it sounds trippy. <laughs> um, and it's a place where they're making all their blanks in-house, and they're doing all their own glassing, and they're Rad. using the highest quality material in the world. Um, a lot of regulations go into board design in the States, so that's why their factories over there. Um, they can just use higher quality materials that aren't allowed here. Yeah. Um, and their process is very streamlined and they're making all carbon fiber stringers and going away from having elements in a board that you can't control. Yeah. Um, they want to have it down to a science where they know flex patterns and a lot of things that are going in. That's super sick. Yeah, so, so, so in the future, you're going to be riding some really cool, yeah. different futuristic boards. Yeah, the the boards that they're making are going to be the future of longboarding. That's rad. And shortboarding, I believe. Um, it should be really interesting seeing some shortboarders, like high-level shortboarders, get on their boards um, and design some boards with them because they're making the highest quality product in the world right now. And that's, Sick. That's cool to be a part that's of. That's super cool. Yeah. That's really rad. Um, going off that, like, what are you writing right now? What's your, like, go-to design? Yeah, so right now I'm working with Ryan Engle, who is one of CJ's main shapers. Um, he's from San Clemente, California. We live in the same town, San Juan Capistrano, together. and Cool dude. We, he's Yeah. He's a legend. He's, great he's a golfer. You know, he's a great golfer. He's I like, love his nation stuff. Just a clash. And yeah, nation surfboards, nation golf. Um, and then he also shapes for CJ under his label. Um, and and he's, a, he's a really amazing guy. He He's really good at understanding what you want in a surfboard and being able to produce that. Um, I wouldn't say I'm the easiest person to make a surfboard for. Mm-hmm. I'm awfully picky and what I want to ride and what I'm what I'm what my whole trip is, I guess. So currently what I'm riding is a couple different versions 
of models that I'm trying to put out with CJ Nelson Designs. So I'm not currently writing the Thunderbolt boards as much, but I still dabble in them quite a bit. And, and you like them? Yeah, they're awesome. I've written all the models. Um, I have just about all the models under the CJ label. And Sick. They're super awesome, and they're the highest quality board you can get. Really. Yeah. Um, but with moving forward from that, I'm writing polyester boards with wood stringers from Ryan Engel under the CJ Nelson label, and we're just kind of designing what works good for me right now. So nice. yeah, we're gonna we're gonna run with a little Kevin Scorona series, and I might have to order one. Yeah, dude. Might sure. have to get one for my boy. Yeah, that's I, sick. That's really cool. cool to hear. Yeah, that'll be a a big year. Yeah. Well, cool. Um. Yeah. So CJ surfs really good, as we said. Um, is he? I I didn't know this, but is he in a coalition? Um, for longboards like OLSC like or no. yeah, like a club. No, CJ's. Um, so CJ had this magic streak. I wouldn't say it's a magic streak, but CJ had. <laughs> Went down to the Mexi Log Fest in 2017, which is a huge longboard professional logging contest. There's, there's no high pro. No high pro. So I guess that should be defined. Um, high performance longboarding has uh, a lot more rocker and it's a lot more shortboard oriented type surfing. Three fins. Three fins or more. Um, you can do high performance longboarding on a single fin but it it looks different um than what the classic picture of high performance longboarding is and then so those boards are thinner they look almost have a shortboard rail on them and they usually follow a thruster setup which is a large center fin and then two smaller side fins um and then the loggier, um, more classic approach to longboarding is primarily done on a single fin with heavier glassing and what defines it for me is no pumping. Yeah. There's no pumping going on in logging. Just no um, glide. It's all about glide and trim and Noah, like, you just got a glider, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Pretty I recently. Got like a Eleven footer oh, from nice. a shaper up north. Perfect. Yeah, things insane. Yeah, gliders so are really nice. It's a whole different game though. When I got on it, when I first rode it, I'm like, this is like I was catching rail everywhere. Yeah, you know, I was it expecting was. just to like a sidewalk kind of deal, but yeah, now it's, no, it's, it's you got to be super into it. Yeah, um, and that's uh, I think a lot to do with longboarding is really being in tune with what you're riding and the waves mm-hmm. and deciding when it's right to bring out certain boards and things like that um so it's a it's a it's an interesting thing i, I think i went off the question um oh <laughs> mexi log fest yes sorry i was Sick defining, of I was defining <laughs> high performance versus logging um so yeah the mexi log fest and something that's come with logging in these last several years um high performance longboarding dominated the longboard professional longboard circuit for the last 20 years and we've seen a big shift back over to the single fin 
side of things and that has a lot of credit to do to CJ Nelson and Joel Tudor and Devin Howard and things like guys like that. Devin's the new commissioner yes. too. Devin Howard's the new commissioner of the longboard tour for WSL and he's doing a really good job of uh, bringing it back to its roots Rad. on some sorts. Um, the egg master. Yeah. I've got a Devin Howard egg in my garage. It's money. And it's money. It's Is that money. the yellow one? Yeah, that thing's sick. Yeah. That thing's super sick. Um, went off topic again, though. So Like the Maxi Logfest? Yeah, so CJ, three years ago now, the Maxi Logfest combined with the Joel Tudor Duck Cape Invitational, and that spot down there, Saladita, mainland Mexico, um, was, there's tons of guys who have been down there for a long time and deserve a lot of credit um but cj's been down there for a long time and has a house down there and i would say he has a large um, influence on why the mexi log fest is there so he was in the mexi log fest and he was also invited into this duct tape invitational run by joel tudor and he won both contests and now he's done competing. That was his Sick. Final hurrah. That was his last hurrah. Yeah, Won he, both. He, he pretty much proved to everyone that he's better than everyone, and that was that was good enough. For yeah, him. I that's... Mean, that was that was good enough for him. I think a lot of people struggle with knowing when their time is up for competing and things like that, and I think he went out in a really graceful, mm. mature, just log father way rad nice. very yeah, cool well that's sick um yeah so the maxi log fest three years now is this the third or fourth year no this is the fifth year of maxi log fest. fifth it's, year it started out in Sayulita, mexico and then i think they decided the wave quality and a lot of people got sick um the wave quality wasn't as close to a perfect wave as solidita is it's a pretty perfect logging wave so they moved it from Sayulita to solidita um, three years ago now, yeah. four years ago now, and it's been there ever since, and it's coming up in May. They put the event on really well. Um, I know um, a couple buddies have been, and they everyone loves it. Yeah, it's a big, uh, big shout out to Israel Preciado. He's a uh, he's a guy. I was actually talking to him today, and he just helped me get in a, a house down there. To, Sick to stay for the contest and. He's really accommodating. Um, there is a lot to be said of the format that he's chosen, and it's maybe the best format for a surf contest that I've been a part of. Um, there's a lot to be said about equality in surfing and how the WSL has followed this roadmap of equal winnings for the men and women. Um, props but, to the WSL. Yeah, props to the WSL, but they call it copied Israel Preciado because he was doing it long before they did yeah um because he was pretty forward-minded on knowing that's the correct way to go and, um quality and surfing is just like quality and everything else because like nowadays like there's women surfers especially on a longboard can surf way better than any guy on the men's tour and like I like there's so many women on the like girl side of uh like mexi log fest and yeah, the women's tour that surf better than a lot of me and like me especially um but like a lot of people a, the majority of the population and uh same with the women's shortboard tour i mean those girls are ripping mm -hmm. yeah I yeah it's a it's a good thing 
to be involved with. This time period is good for men's and women's surfing. Um, the young ladies in the 12 to 17 year old range who are longboarding right now are doing it just as good as everyone else. That's right. Um, Easily. That's, <laughs> sure. Yeah, that's really cool to see. Um, they have a different sort of style and grace that boys their age cannot do. Mm-hmm. They just, it's it's different. Um, the girls have are looking much better yeah. at that age than the boys are for sure. For sure. You looking forward to that contest? Yeah. Cool. Stoked on that one. Yeah, Mexi Log Fest is gonna be insane. It's my twenty first birthday down there. Yeah, I'm celebrating my birthday down there the last two years and it's it's a good time. Um, this year is the year then. Yeah, I mean now you gotta win the contest. Yeah, <laughs> I'm winning it, so we'll see what happens. I guess you'll have to check back later and see how it goes. Yeah, we'll have to that. watch the live stream yeah. on the Mexi Log Fest website. Definitely. Other than Mexi Logfest, uh, have you? Do you have any trips planned this year that like you're gearing up for? Maybe in the next couple months or the yeah. year long term, or yeah, um, this year is pretty big. They just rebranded the WSL Longboard Tour, so there is now a contest. The contest I did in Nusa. Um, there's also a contest in Spain. And there's a contest Spain this year. in New York. Wow. Rockaway? Long Island. Long Island? Yeah, so I'm not sure if it's going to be at Montauk or where they're going to put it. But it's going to be in New York. Um, those are both at the end of summer this year. And it's, it's a really big thing to allow so many people to come to a contest in compete for a world title like they're doing um, yeah because didn't it used to be like either one or two events for the longboard tour to win a world title like yeah so the 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 wsl world title has gone through several different changes in pace i would say um there was a long time where there was several stops and there was a lot of money in it and then kind of petered off and as the economy crashed, uh, a lot of the sponsors took pulled their money out. Um, even before that, um, I think they were anticipating a crash and pulled their money out of longboarding. Um, and there seems to be a large resurgence in sponsors and people who are willing to throw down money to put on good contests. So, yeah, it went from being more of a one-contest championship where you had to qualify through regional qualifiers and now it's no regional qualifiers only these three contests leading up to Taiwan and then based on the three opening contests Noosa, Spain and New York you get points that allow you to go to Taiwan this for year for the championship to the championship okay so, so the first three oh they are going into uh, Taiwan so if you win the first three events you maybe only have to make the quarters or the semis to win the whole title. Yeah. Where previously, you just had to win that one contest. Rad. Yeah. So it's like kind of turning into almost a QS of some sort. Yeah. Definitely. They're, they definitely have created a QS system to allow, um, I think they allow 72 men and 50-something women to jump in all these QS-style contests, and then they take the top... 32 men and 
24 women to cool. go into Taiwan and compete for the title. Yeah. Very cool. And you've been to Taiwan four ve- times. Four times yeah. yeah. And then you did Papua New Guinea too. Yeah. So I really want to go to Papua New Guinea. That looks like a sick place. That's crazy. And you used to travel with Rachel Tilly too. Did yeah. Yeah. Me and me and Rachel. She lives in Australia now, but she's from Capo Beach, San Clani. And yeah, we used to travel quite a bit together. And she's the youngest world champion ever. Yeah. Rips. Yeah. You guys, you two, and a couple others traveled to Kelly's wave pool. Yep. How was <laughs> the uh, money maker? The money maker. I like to call it the mind bender. The mind bender. Um, Kelly's pool is insane. I've been to one other wave pool before that in Texas. And there's no... The BSR? Or a different one? No, BSR. What's that other one? JJ Wessels was ripping yeah, the BSR. Oh, I saw that. It's closed down now, actually, I believe. Oh, really? Yeah, it's not the one in Waco. Um, Checked it out. Um, And the wave was super bad. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And Kelly's pool is insane. It's a perfect machine wave that is produced by... A huge pulley system. The train. The train going through the water. And it's really, really a crazy experience. Um, Let's lay it out. Um, Yeah. So so you get there and they do it in heats, right? And there's like four something. There's like a certain amount of people per heat. And Uh let's lay that out. And then how you can get waves, how many waves you surfed. Yep. Um, So the first time I went there... We uh, can't pin the month. Actually, I can. I think it was June of last year. Um, I went there because they invited four men and four women from the WSL tour to go and just try it out and see how the longboarders could do in the wave pool. And uh, it was kind of interesting in the way that um, there was a big push last year to push surf contests into wave pools and to see how how people like it how how everyone can compete on a exact same wave how how radical things can get um and that was the thought process i believe was to just see how we would all go um so they split it up they put two men in the pool and two women at the pool in the pool at the same time and it's about 300 yards long this pool and there's only you can only sit on one side of the pool so it's not that the wave it's not that the train runs through the middle and there's waves on both sides of the train there's only one side there's only one side so when you walk in um to the slater ranch the left is coming at you and the right goes away from you away from you um I don't know for a fact and I could just be spewing BS but I think it's because Kelly's a regular footer and the wit and the wind works out better going right 
That's one thing I noticed. Like, the wind always seemed to be good going the right. right. Yeah. And the left looks, looks kind of like, birdie. It's, like, not bad, yeah. Yeah. No, but it's kind of onshore and weird. So the yeah the right gets a little offshore texture which holds up the barrel um, a little bit more, but I was there and it was onshore on the left and you can get so tube still. It's really? Insane, yeah. yeah. How shallow is it? Like waist deep concrete. Nice. I heard yeah, like there's insane. a couple people have been worked yeah. at the wave pool like. I've got some great videos. Brophy, the team manager of Ruka. Uh, dislocated his shoulder had to get surgery at the wave pool and then jordy got a pretty good beating during the they did the first shortboard contest the world Mm -hmm. thing where they had like teams for each country um but yeah he said he got pretty worked too and um so on your instagram which we'll try and hyperlink into the episode um you posted a couple waves and there's one left where I mean, it was one because you're goofy foot. It was one right that just looked pretty perfect. I mean, all of them are perfect, but you got yeah. pretty tubed on that one, and then you kind of nose dove and yeah. But that so the, yeah, there's a. I actually have a fair amount of footage from there, but like everything, there's like a time and a place to use all that kind of things. And yeah, it's funny how you can kind of think of. Uh, career as a business in a, in a sense and you don't want to give away everything for free kind of deal yeah for um, sure so i have i have a fair amount of waves from there i went that first time and got six waves um were you afraid that you're gonna blow it you're so afraid the entire time <laughs> the wave I, is going so much faster than any wave i've ever ridden yeah i heard you got to paddle super hard to get into it like and you're like so nervous that you're gonna fall yeah, the whole time. It's more, it's more nerve wracking that you're just gonna fall and ruin the best wave you've ever had. Yeah, <laughs> you're just gonna ruin a perfect wave, which is scary. And you drive a long way. I drove five hours to get there. It's yeah, more and middle of nowhere. Yeah, it's in the middle of nowhere. Um, so that was yeah. The first time I went, I got six waves, and then when they put that contest on for the WSL last year. I went and did an expression session um, during that contest. How many waves did you get? I got three waves. In the hour or 30 minutes? Mm, or however. 45 minutes. That's maybe. still a lot of waves because yeah. they do a wave every, what, five minutes? Yeah, they can do a wave every five minutes, and there was four of us there. Rad. Yeah. So, so was, you uh, got a fair bit of waves. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. Um, I probably got my best wave. Um, there and I think I was the first person to ever knee paddle into a wave. I saw that uh, clip that too. Cool. Yeah, that was cool. cool. And that, I gotta give Hannah a little Bloomfield credit for that because she said she wanted to do it, and I was just like, "Well, it's my turn next." <laughs> <laughs> and I literally I'm just going. Did it. And she was so bummed. If you if you look on Instagram, um, there's a is a video, and I think the like the cover of that. Like when you post a Instagram video, you can decide what's going to be like the, the thumbnail. High. Yeah, the thumbnail for it. And I think the thumbnail is just me knee paddling in. And I really thought that was going to affect how many views it got. And I thought it was going to negatively affect it. And it really didn't. And it blew up. Yeah. And Honolulu Bloomfield was bombed. Yeah, she was bombed. And you can see in that first part of the video that she's rousting me because I'm knee paddling into <laughs> it. And it was sick. It was. 
Yeah, that was a really good wave. Mindbender. Not making the barrel, but it was cool. Yeah, that was the one. When you, like, looked up. Oh, yeah, it's so sick. Yeah. I feel like you have to. Yeah. Like, nerve-wracking, anxious, excited, all of that. a lot of waves going in switch as well. You went in switch. On On a cup. Every right you went in switch. Yeah. Gnarly. Gnarly. So I just wanted to get switch barrel because that's so much cooler. Yeah. And like you're on a longboard, so it's like pig dogging looks kind of lame. Yeah. So but you I surf think. good switch. I, at least I, uh, me and a lot of people think so. Yeah. You don't have to boast about <laughs> yourself. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well. Surfing, surfing switch is interesting um, for those who don't know what that is at all. You have a goofy and a regular stance, whether you put your right foot or left foot forward. And then there's a select few people around the world, I would say, who've learned how to do it both ways. Um, And you usually do it going backside. So I'm a goofy footer, so I prefer going left. That means that I face the wave on a left, but going right, my back faces the wave. But two, three, three years ago, I decided I didn't want to do that. Got over it. So now I just surf switch going right quite a bit. Um, Front side only. Front side only because that seems like it's attainable. Yeah. It's hard to surf on a longboard backside. Yeah. I think. Um, I prefer it. You do? Yeah. It's interesting how much skateboarding and surfing are the same, you know? Because skateboarding, street skateboarding... They've been doing switch tricks for years now. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, classic longboarders have gone switch, like, you know, momentarily on a wave, mm-hmm. but now people are trying to take it to the next level. Like yeah. Jamie O'Brien surfing pipeline switch. Yeah, know? exactly. Um, and I think there's a lot of guys who have been going switch um, since the 60s. Mm-hmm. Um, but... CJ Nelson really brought that back in the late 90s and early 2000s when he was a goofy footer as well and we have all these right points in California and I haven't really discussed with him why he uh, decided to go switch but I'm sure it's the same reason I go switch is because he was bored like that's the only reason I do is because I got bored going backside and you can only do so much and things like that um and you don't want to bore yourself, so might as well just start trying new things and seeing if you can reteach yourself how to surf and things like that. Um, it keeps it interesting and light. So yeah, I think there's a lot of guys to give credit to for switch surfing. Um, yeah, but it's a it's an, a specialty that not a lot of people really commit to. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you do, people start asking you if you're goofy or regular, and that's funny. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Because you say both. Because I say both. Absolutely. <laughs> um, well, sick, man. Um, well, I mean, the future for Kevin Skavarna, um, we'd like to talk about that. I know the future, as in Saturday, you are going to be surfing in the Dana Point Surf Club event mm-hmm. for... It's a surf shop challenge. Yeah, and I'll be serving for Kiladena. Sick. Yep. And your team looks pretty stacked. We're stacked. We all the teams look pretty stacked, but Kiladena especially looks pretty yeah. dang good. Yeah, we have 
We have a stack team. This is going to be a surf contest that happens down at Salt Creek, put on by Eric Diamond, who's a local. All legend. respects to Eric Diamond. Yeah, he's he's the big dog down at Creek, um, and he's putting this contest on. I don't know if it's exactly like a charity benefit or what it is. Um, I think it's really to bring the community together, um, have a good time. So it's all the surf shops in Dana Point. Um, Killer Dana, Infinity Surfboards, Jack Surfboards, and Hobie. Hobie, all going against each other. Um, and I think what they're trying Killer. to do with it is make the final super team for the rest of the board riders events for the rest of the year, if I'm not mistaken. That could be it. I'm not sure exactly um, what that is, but it could be just a huge tryout. Um, yeah. But Killer Dana's definitely got a stacked team. Eric Diamond's on there. Yeah. Son Kai Diamond. Colton Sullivan. White Buttons. Harrison Kirkman. H. Uh, I'm doing the longboard and Andy Neblis, who is who is the guy. The yeah. guy of longboarding. Um, he's right now. Yeah, he's, he's doing really well. Um, we're on the Killer Dana team, and it should be really fun. And yeah. Tommy Loy and... KB and CB and just a bunch of good guys. Yeah, it'll be sick. And I'm going to be there. Um, awesome. I'm probably going to just take photos for ED. Cause, Perfect. But, uh, um, yeah, ED is a legend. And, um, yeah, he has some really cool stories. So um, I want to get him on the show. So hopefully he'd be down for that. Um, I think he would. I'm probably going to have to go in. We're probably going to have to go into his office. But his office is sick. It's right above Killer Dana, and it's the it's a spot to be. There's a lot of surf has history. some really cool surf history in there, so that could be fun. I'm gonna have to give Ed a call. Um, but for the future of Kevin Skavarna, what what's your goals? What do you see in the future for you in longboarding, especially? Um, so contest wise, this is gonna be a big year. Um, planning on going to those two events in Spain and in New York, um, planning on doing the ISA games, which is for the United States surf team. Congratulations on that, by the way. Thank you. It's not confirmed yet. I was on there last year. Um, and the year before um, or just last year, just last year we went to China. We had a really good team. Me, Tony Silvani, Tori Gilkerson and Rachel Tilly. And we crushed. Um, <laughs> Wasn't Kevin Schultz on the shortboard team too? Like, yeah. didn't he win the shortboard for it? Um, or I can't he confirm, must have gotten. He, but Kevin I don't know. Schultz, yeah. He, you guys had a great team. He did really well. Um, the longboard contest is completely separate from the shortboard and stuff, so they run it at different areas okay. and things like that around the world. Um, and yeah, we. We won the team event, so the U.S. won gold in the team event, the which is just accumulative points between your four teammates. Um, and that's like basically winning the Olympics uh, for surfing. Yeah, until um, surfing gets in the Olympics. Yeah, so the for IS, now, the ISA is the governing body of the Olympic Surfing Association and things like that. So yeah. Uh, doing well at those ISA events are important for seeding into the Olympics and things like that. Um, so this coming June, 
Um, I'm going to a tryout in May to see if I make it onto the team, which I'm hoping I do, and then going to France, Biarritz, um, Biarritz France nice. in June. Jealous. And then I got an invite to the duct tape, but I'm going to have to no respectfully way. decline. Really? Yeah, luckily Joel is super cool, and Nolan Hall was really nice about my situation because I'm still in school, and I had yeah. finals that week, and it just wasn't going. Yeah. yeah. Um, got to try to get that school grind done as well. So, yeah. Um, it's not enough to just be a surfer in my life i'd rather go to school too and grind that out excellent um, excellent excellent so that means that i will most likely be in the next one which is at the u.s open which so, would be super sick because yeah. then all the boys can go up and yeah, watch you exactly in huntington yeah um, that could be super fun actually yeah, I'm going to try and put something together if you do make that because yeah. that would be rad <laughs> you should, you should figure something out for that i think um it's should work out based on team the, kevo t-shirts the, <laughs> the, the situation at this point seems like i'll be in that one and not in the one in portugal um and then moving forward i'm hoping to drop one or two models with cj nelson cool. this year and dive deeper into that relationship that i've had for a long time um and working on boards with ryan ingle and yeah. other shapers under cj and really just tuning into my craft and going for a title trying to win there you go that's yeah. sick well we're backing you thanks absolutely yeah yeah podcast. yeah um joe rogan coming next yeah <laughs> We'll have to give Joe a call, but yeah, thanks. <laughs> yeah, thanks uh, for being on. It means a lot. I know yeah. it's our first podcast, and it was pretty successful. Pretty I'd successful, say. I'd say. Yeah, I mean Noah and I both thank you so much for coming, and um, yeah. yeah, we wish you the best of luck, and uh, we will see you very soon. And yeah. uh, keep cuffing your pants, my yeah. friend. And, uh, yeah, stuff. So. When I was in Papua New Guinea four years ago, um, I recorded a little local music, and it was from a group of indigenous people who brought these huge drum sets made out of bamboo, um, and they're actually playing bamboo and flip-flops, and they're crushing it, and it's really good music for the years, so I'm glad I have it on my phone and I can share it with you guys.